0: I think, you know, once again, first and foremost, those screening questions uh, for the occupants. I think it's going to be very important because you don't want to send a worker into a home or other indoor environment where there could be a positive coronavirus case.
1: Welcome to Pro Crafts Career Toolbox. I'm Fernando Pajes, and I'm here to help you turn your day job into a career. In these difficult times, we're going to be speaking today with Rob Tantuga. He is Assistant Vice President for Health, Safety, and Job Site Regulations regarding all kinds of of safety issues. And uh, he's going to be addressing today specifically the type of precautions that we should be taking uh, with the coronavirus or the COVID-19 virus, uh, especially now that we're returning to work uh, a little bit less structured way with... More access to the job sites, more people on the job sites, uh, perhaps doing remodeling, going into people's homes, perhaps the people will be home. And he's got some terrific ideas that include, but also go well beyond, wash your hands, wear a face mask, respect the social distancing of six feet, and stay home if you're sick although those are really important elements and he will repeat those elements, I guarantee. <laughs> I think he has also a lot of information that uh, that will add to that and you'll find interesting and useful. I know this because I've been looking at the uh, National Association of Home Builders website at nhb.org safety and they have a lot of really great information that we're linking to and that I highly recommend that you uh, you take a look at they have a lot of information about uh, COVID nineteen and have actual some a lot of resources in terms of uh, you know tailgate meeting. They urge, in fact, as a physician, the organization, the NHB urges members to halt work for at least ten minutes to educate workers on how to stay safe uh, from coronavirus. Uh, this is you know something that you would do uh, for your crew or with your co-workers if your company doesn't organize it. Uh, I think you can take a leadership position on this uh, within your company. And also some great tips in terms of, um, you know, just how to work uh, in in, in a home with existing, uh, with people uh, living and working within it. So I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the ProTrackTraft Career Toolbox. Thank you so much for joining us today. I was really looking forward to this interview, and it's so appropriate. And I think, you know, probably some of what we're going to talk about will apply long after the, uh, the virus is over. Tell us a little bit about the work of the NHB, that's the National Association of Home Builders, uh, regarding labor, safety, and health specifically.
0: Yeah, sure. The National Association of Home Builders, or NHB, and our members really work to ensure that housing uh, is a national priority and that all Americans have access to safe, decent, uh, and affordable housing. Uh, whether they choose to buy a home or rent. Job site safety is really a key focus area for NAHB. For nearly 30 years, NAHB has really been at the forefront of educating the residential construction industry about how to eliminate preventable accidents and to really operate safe job sites. NHB has developed a number of educational resources and safety training materials uh, we work with our construction safety and health committee, which are builders uh, that are out there uh, on the field day in and day out. These materials are really intended to help and educate employers as well as workers on the various safety and health hazards that our industry faces, whether that's electrical issues, fall protection, how to use ladders safely, uh, trenching and excavation, silica dust. There's many different hazards that are out there on the job site and to really to better understand and comply with the myriad of Occupational Safety and Health, or OSHA, uh, requirements. OSHA is the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration, uh, and they really oversee and write rules and regulations that every employer has to follow uh, Mm -hmm. to make sure that workers are safe uh, on the job site. Workers have to uh, kind of
1: follow the rules, too, don't they? They, they, You're responsible for your own safety. When I began in the trades many, many years ago as a carpenter, one of the things I really prayed and, and hoped for was that I would end my career with all ten fingers, and I have. I'm very proud of my ten fingers. Yeah, You have to take care of it yourself, too, don't you? Yeah,
0: and yeah, no, yeah, not, not to get too far in the weeds, but the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970 really set the groundwork for what OSHA does. It requires employers to provide a safe and healthy workplace, it also requires uh, the workers to follow all of the OSHA safety and health uh, regulations. And like I said, there are numerous and myriad number of OSHA rules and regulations that are out there just to make sure that workers are safe uh, and healthy on the job.
1: Now, most states have regarded constructuring during this period of time that we've shut down to uh, try to limit the um, uh, the contagion of our COVID 19 virus that we've been all dealing with. And The construction and remodeling industry in most areas has been considered essential activities, and companies have been permitted to work through the shutdowns. And now I think all the states have opened up uh, at this point for construction. How has the rollout of COVID safety measures specifically occurred among NHB members? Like, what have you seen on the construction sites that you're familiar with?
0: Sure. I think first and foremost, it's been critically important for our builder members and trade contractors to really develop and implement a coronavirus preparedness and response plan. NHB early on was able to develop uh, this guidance that every construction employer and employee could use to reduce the risk of exposure to COVID-19. Uh, and this plan is really describes, you know, how to prevent the worker exposure to coronavirus, uh, protective measures that should be taken on the job site personal protective equipment and safe work practices that should be used, uh, cleaning and disinfecting procedures, and what happens if a worker uh, is unfortunate enough to have COVID-19 and is sick on the job site. Really, this document is a template that individual contractors should carefully review and really tailor to their own job site. And even many state and local jurisdictions, as they're reopening, are now requiring Preparedness and response plan to be in writing. Luckily, NHB, like I said, in, with our construction industry partners, wanted to really standardize and streamline this plan that we've put together and it's available free. And since it's a template, it can be customized really to, to your uh, local conditions, your local requirements, and your particular uh, needs. So, really, contractors should consult with their state and local ordinances regarding really what is essential work in the areas and what contractors should be doing specific to their local areas. And I will say contractors should continue to monitor developments in this area because they're even continually changing. So I think that's first and foremost is to develop that plan. What else are we seeing on construction sites? I think screening is a big issue right now. I think that employers and contractors out there are really using screening questions to make sure that anybody that comes to the job site, whether that's workers or other visitors, really asking them some simple questions, such as, have you been in close contact with a person that has any signs or symptoms of COVID-19? Does anybody in the household, have they been in contact with somebody that has been tested and shown signs or symptoms or has been diagnosed with COVID-19? And then the other thing is that temperature screening. I think that's another mechanism. We're not seeing that a lot on residential construction sites, but on some commercial sites, we're seeing them do temperature screens as well as screening questions to make sure that anybody that's coming to the job site is not infected with COVID-19. So I think that is sort of the second thing. And then there's other things that I think that we're seeing that builders are doing. Making sure that they're eliminating all non essential visits to the job site, Sometimes mm-hmm. there are job site tours, there are vendor demos. Uh, those are being eliminated on the job site. Any visitors that do come to the job site, we're seeing contractors keep a visitor log, tracking those visitors that do come to the site. And then really keeping only essential personnel on the job. And when visitors do come to the job site, keeping a log of those visitors that do come to the site, just in case, you know, if somebody does test positive for coronavirus and had interaction with other visitors on the site, you're able to now trace potentially trace those back. I think it's also important that companies are now limiting crew sizes. And I think even in the state of Pennsylvania, in the state statute or the state return to work order, it limits the number of individuals that can be on any given job site. Uh, And I think in Pennsylvania, it limited it to the number uh, of only four per home building site
1: four workers at a time
0: per home building site. Yes, that's correct. And that's in just in the state of, of Pennsylvania. The key here is just really, you know, limiting the size of the crews. And also, if you've got two large crews, you continue to allow those crews to always work together. You're sort of limiting exposure. So if one crew uh, has somebody that tests positive, that only impacts that one crew instead of allowing the workers to go from crew to crew and sort of intermingle those crews make it a
1: family group if you will on on the job site. the same people work together all the time versus a lot of mixing and you know different people showing up on the uh, different crews uh that, that that's interesting what about uh, on the practical sense we hear a lot about you know social distancing masks hand washing we hear that all every day what about Establishing sanitary conditions on the job site. Tell me a little, a few specifics in the job site environment. For example, you talked about disinfecting.
0: Yeah, I think regularly cleaning and disinfecting. Really, that's the frequently touched surfaces. Obviously, tools and equipment, door handles, the porta john, handrails, uh, and even cell phones. I think that all of those need to be cleaned and disinfected on a regular basis with an EPA registered household disinfectant. That's Geared towards killing the coronavirus or the COVID-19 virus. And I think one other important part about the the disinfecting, I mean, obviously as you're framing a house, touching, you know, different parts of the structure, I I think that those aren't the frequently touched items. I think it's the other things. It's the tools and the equipment. Uh, and I think it's really important to remember to follow Mm -hmm. the manufacturer's recommendation, uh, for sanitizing all of the, the tools and equipment you definitely don't want to use a harsh chemical that can damage your three hundred dollar you know, piece of equipment. So make sure that you're following the recommendations of the manufacturer when you're cleaning and disinfecting those tools and equipment.
1: I guess it'd probably be important to have your own tools too, and uh, over shared tools, so that you're in contact with your own equipment all the time versus you know trading around.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that a couple of things. You want to make sure that you are using your own tools, your own equipment, and not sharing those, if at all possible. We recognize that the way the, the, the construction industry is set up, oftentimes you know, tools are shared amongst one another. It's important to try to limit that. And if you can't, you know, certainly clean and disinfect those tools on a regular basis as well.
1: What about for uh, remodeling contractors that are working in a home with occupants, you know, an existing home, the families living there and you're coming in and out doing could be repair work or it could be some remodeling. Are there any special precautions that you would take to protect uh, the, 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 the customer, the family and or
0: yourself? Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent question. I think when workers are performing construction or even maintenance activities in an occupied home or uh, office buildings or any other establishment, these locations, I think, really present a unique hazard with regards to COVID-19 exposures. I think, you know, once again, first and foremost, those screening questions uh, for the occupants, I think it's going to be very important because you don't want to send a worker into a home or other indoor environment where there could be a positive coronavirus case. So you want to ask some of those simple questions, such as, have you been confirmed or has anybody in the home or, or any of the occupants confirmed positive for COVID-19, is anybody experiencing signs or symptoms of COVID-19, such as fever, shortness of breath, cough, those are the types of things that I think the screening should be done if you're going to go into uh, an occupied home or office building. Also, during this work, I think, once again, it's going to be really critical that the employees and the workers sanitize their work areas upon arrival throughout the workday, in immediately before departure. And I think the companies make sure that they need to provide alcohol-based wipes for this particular purpose. And I think finally, the workers should also ask all the occupants to keep uh, that personal distance of six feet, that social distancing uh, at, a, at a minimum. And then obviously workers should wash and sanitize their mm-hmm. hands immediately before starting work and right after they've completed the work if there's not a wash station available, using hand sanitizer with at least 70% alcohol is a good rule of thumb.
1: Now, you have a um, kind of a tailgate-type list uh, of, of precautions and all that NHB uh, publishes. Would you give me that uh, website so our, our, our listeners can, can go to it? So
0: we've got a number of free safety training and OSHA compliance guidance information available at www.nahb.org slash safety. We've got construction safety toolkits, which are easy-to-use guides that help builders address the most pressing safety issues, such as fall protection, trenching and excavation safety, confined spaces, and we even have some information about how to survive any kind of ocean inspection. Uh, We also have short video toolbox talks that are about five minutes each that also have accompanying handouts that really present relevant and timely safety information from ladder use to heat stress to safe driving. And like I said, it's all available at free, Mm -hmm. free at no cost to both NHB members and non-members alike. Well, good. That's a great resource, especially for guys that are maybe put in charge of a crew and
1: need to do the job site uh, tailgate uh, safety meeting and that's a great resource you can I imagine uh, show the videos on your phone and then discuss a little bit and, and get on to work.
0: There's one other note about our free safety resources many of them are available in both English uh, and Spanish.
1: Excellent I speak both of those languages. Now which of any of the precautions we're taking today you know specific to the coronavirus do you think are going to stick with us? are going to be things that five years from now we're still going to be doing are we going to be wearing face masks are we going to be what what do you think might uh are are some some good things to come out of this in terms of habits i guess hand washing is a good habit my mom has always told me that
0: (laughs) yeah um i think this is an excellent question and it's really the sixty four thousand dollars question that everybody keeps asking you know safety precautions specific to COVID-19, how long are we going to continue to follow these? I think, according to the CDC, the COVID-19 outbreak can last for a couple of months. It could last a year or longer. It really is dependent upon the severity of the outbreak uh, and what the public health officials in each of the local jurisdictions are seeing and how we're gonna spread this disease. So uh, the the question is, what's gonna be here to to stay in terms of some of the practices that are coming out of COVID-19? I believe that practicing good personal health habits are here to stay for the foreseeable future. That is staying home if you're sick, practicing good hand hygiene, cleaning and washing your hands on a frequent and regular basis or using alcohol-based hand sanitizers to disinfect uh, your hands. I also think that you're practicing simple respiratory etiquette. You're covering your coughs and sneezes. I think everybody's well aware now how this virus and any other virus spreads through the air, and I think people are much more uh, aware. One other thing, I don't necessarily see workers donning face masks over the over the long haul. Uh, once I think that the, the COVID-19 threat dies, I think that we will go back to, you know, regular order and hopefully business as usual in terms of making sure that workers are safe in a a variety of aspects. So um,
1: a lot of the recommendations that go for uh, COVID-19 also apply to the regular old annual flu and some other diseases that are, you know, if they're not killers, they're certainly unpleasant. (laughs) So you'd rather not get absolutely. Thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate you coming on with us today. You provided some really great information. We'll be linking to all the NHB material that you mentioned. And uh, look forward to having you back on some other occasion to kind of uh, maybe take up a little more generally the safety
0: uh, on the job site safety issues. I'd be more than happy to.
1: So that was a great information we got from rob and some very actionable information actually in terms of how you can uh, conduct yourself on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy and to show respect for your co-workers and especially if you're working with any clients customers homes if you're meeting with them if you're seeing them uh you know not only to uh to be respectful in terms of not Uh, transmitting the virus, should you or they have it, because it works both ways. Protect yourself, protect them. You may even have the virus and not know that you do, because understand, a lot of people don't have any symptoms. You may not be sick, but carrying it. So you're protecting other people, you're respectful of other people, and you're protecting yourself if you don't want to come down with it. It's not just like a cold. It's it's a pretty severe illness if you get it, and even if you survive it, you're young, you're healthy, etc. No worries about being one of the statistics. But man, you're going to have a terrible experience. That <laughs> you're not. It's going to be. Uh, it, it's really a bad. I know several people who've been through it. It really is not something you want to catch. But. On the other hand, if you transmit to your customer, and this I think is part of the homework, and your co-workers that you're watching out for them, that you're respecting them. For example, it, you, know, you should use your own tools and not share them. But let's say you were going to share them. The whatever, the plumber asks if you can borrow your hammer for a second. If you've got some alcohol wipes and you wipe down that hammer before you hand it to the plumber, that plumber is going to consider you a considerate person. And someone that's watching out for his or her well being. If you wipe down the doorknobs and you take care of your space and you sanitize it, not only when you arrive to protect yourself, but when you leave, anybody watching you, particularly a homeowner, is going to know that you are a person that respects other people, that's responsible, that takes the well being of others and yourself seriously. And by extension, that you're probably a damn good tradesman because if you take that much care with health and safety, you probably take that kind of care with everything that you do. So you just incorporate that into your best practices, the way that you live your life with attention, with care and responsibly. Career Toolbox is a production of SGC Horizon Media Network. I'm your host, Fernando Pajes, and the show is produced by Dan Morrison.